Hello again, and welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. Now, most of us intuitively feel that natural sunlight is better than artificial light, whatever the color temperature, and, and the science backs it up. Sunlight provides vitamin D, and it's also been linked to low blood pressure, higher serotonin, improved brain function, and bone health, and a stronger immune system. Now, Soul Semiconductor's sunlight series natural spe- spectrum LEDs targets many of the aforementioned health benefits, but... Today, we're focusing on the aesthetic qualities. Last month, the company announced that the natural spectrum LEDs have been adopted for use at the Grevin Wax Museum in Paris. And here to discuss that today is Soul Semiconductor's Mark McClear. And Mark, welcome to the show. And we've, we've all heard about the sun's health benefits, but on the aesthetic side, clothes, paintings, and anything else with bold colors tends to look better under direct sunlight. So at the risk of being redundant, why would natural spectrum LEDs be such a great fit for, you know, a wax museum? Yeah, great question, uh, Jason, and thanks, uh, thanks for inviting me today. Um, hey, so, so the answer is, is the same reason the, that the wax museum or any wax museum would adopt, uh, uh, would be interested in sunlight is the same reason why you would be interested in it um, for, your own, uh, for your own life. And it's basically that flesh tones look more natural, food looks more natural, Makeup looks more natural. Clothing textures look more uh, more uh, more natural. So um, in uh, in sunlight, the, the, uh, if you step out into the sunlight, it looks different than it does under, uh, let's say, a fluorescent light. Uh, so the same reason why uh, everybody in their own life has seen that happen to a steak or to a fabric or to a you know makeup that you might be wearing. Um, that's that's the same reason why a wax museum would say, hey, we would want to try uh, something that has more natural light. Of course. And, you know, how did Seoul's arrangement with the Grevin Museum or, or a local LED manufacturer, as it were, come about exactly? You know, I understand that Francis Ramos selected Seoul's LEDs for downlight pictures at the museum, but maybe you could fill in some of the blanks for the process. Sure, sure. So, um, uh, so, so uh, Grevin was actually looking for something, uh, for a product, or they were looking to upgrade their lights to begin with, and um, one of the things that they're really worried about it actually in a wax museum, as you can imagine, is heat. So really any LED is really good for that application because they, they, they don't give off a lot of heat and uh, to sort of degrade what is their exhibit, right? So um, mm-hmm. LED is a great choice in general for a, a wax museum. Uh, you don't see many outdoor wax museums, right? So, uh, but, but so the, uh, the sunlight actually had an added benefit in that it really rendered the colors very naturally, the same as, uh, same as what we'd already, um, already touched on. So Grevin did a side-by-side study with, uh, with, with different LED types of, uh, of, they knew they wanted to go with LED, so they went with different LED types, both 80 CRI, 90 CRI, and sunlight, and they chose sunlight because it just made their, their exhibits pop. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I saw, I think, the evidence of that at, at Lifefair and the, the scaled-down exhibit you were showing off that showed off the difference between, uh, you, you know, the, the natural sunlight LEDs and, and normal lighting. But um, on that, I, I read that the sunlight series incorporates Toshiba Materials TRIR technology. Well, what does that add to your LEDs, and how does it advance the natural spectrum concept? Yeah, so Toshiba has got a very deep uh, and, and uh, rich background in uh, material science, and they're actually the inventor of the phosphor that we use in sunlight. Uh, for Sol's part, we are uh, experts in LED chip technology, and we're experts in LED packaging. So the three things that you need are the chip, the phosphor, and the package. 
Toshiba is our partner for the phosphor in the in those three, uh, and uh, and so um, uh, Toshiba um, helped us uh, helped us out in in that regard by uh, inventing the uh, phosphor that uh, renders this natural color. Mm-hmm. And, and just you know, just as a reminder to our audience, what what where does sunlight sit on the color rendering index, and and what has the sunlight series been able to achieve, and what has their color temperatures been like? Yeah, that's actually an interesting question too. That the, the, you have to go back to the color rendering index standard. The standard itself was developed in the 50s to sort of explain to people the phenomena that they were seeing between what they had had for 50 or more years, the incandescent light bulb, and uh, and, and what the, what had just been invented at the time, which was tube fluorescence, which had a CRI of about 65. They say this looks white, but it looks different. Ever since then, every light source that has been invented has had to measure itself against this CRI standard, which was really what, what is an incandescent. We actually looked at it quite differently. We, uh, instead of trying to design a, a product to fit a, a standard that was more than 50 years old, we um, actually tried to make our product match the light of the sun. And, if it ma- and then later on, we go back and measure it and, uh, against the 50-year-old standard and the answer is uh, it's about a CRI of 97, but we actually don't even try and, uh, and um, design to the standard. We try and design to the sunlight. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, as, as I mentioned before, at Life Fair, you guys showed me a scaled-out comparison of LED light versus the sunlight series, and it's, that was, it was pretty impressive. And I, I think the subject of your little experiment was a parrot, if I remember correctly. So yeah. I can only imagine how your natural sun uh, spectrum LEDs look against detailed wax figures. But, you know, that aside, what, what are some of the more obvious applications for the Sunlight series? Um, so, so we're seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of applications in uh, restaurant hospitality um, settings, um, uh, museums in, in addition. I guess that's a, that, that would be uh, wax museums would be a subset of that. Um, also very uh, high-end uh, residences. And uh, then there's a sort of a nascent um, market that's uh, that's developing uh, around a uh, concept called human-centric lighting, and that is uh, actually uh, there, there's just a, a general scientific theory that says we, what we all know intuitively, and that is you feel not only do you look better out in the sun, you feel better if you're exposed to it. So um, there's a set of studies that are going on right now uh, to verify that from a clinical standpoint, and uh, we'll have more on that in about a year, I would say. But uh, for right now, we're talking about the, the visual benefits of it, but I think uh, in another year we'll be able to have some concrete uh, scientific studies to help us with the, with the uh, health aspects of, of uh, being under, under uh, sun-like or sunlight rather than the fluorescence and stuff that we've had for the last uh, you know, 50 years. Right, and, and I, you know, I can't wait to hear about uh, the studies uh, mentioning those health benefits. But... In any case, th- you know, thanks for all the great information, Mark. Um, on, on behalf of uh, PSD, I want to thank you for, for your time. And to our audience, thanks for tuning in.